0: Thanks for listening to the Sunday Teaching Podcast from Salt and Light, a community based in Fort Worth, Texas, making disciples of Jesus together by seeking his kingdom in everyday life. Find out more at saltandlightfw.com. So here's what we're doing today, kids. This will actually be great that y'all are up here. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit, but y'all have to hear me talk a lot, right? Too much sometimes? Uh, So what we're going to do today is other people are going to be sharing some stories and that kind of stuff. And y'all can share some stories as well. I'll tell you about the stories. We're not just going to tell random stories about, like, Harry Potter and dragons and that kind of stuff. But, uh, but we're going to share stories of how Jesus is good news. And so it would be awesome if y'all can listen to what other people share stories about Jesus being good news. And if you have ways that you've seen Jesus as good news, you can share as well. So, that work? Yeah. So. so. Uh, all right. What was the best Thanksgiving food people had? You can just shout it out. We're just going to share Ice cream, Maggie's, Maggie's cookie cookies, Maggie's cookie. cookies. Rolls, all right. Rolls, mashed potatoes, gravy. Pumpkin pie, Pumpkin pie. very nice. Bread. 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 Christmas, what? you say Christmas? Bread. Bread. All right, ate Christmas for Thanksgiving. Bread. Bread. Turkey. Turkey, thank you. Pam, yeah. all right, okay. Grownups, what was the favorite Chris, uh, Thanksgiving food you had this week? Stuffing. Stuffing, pecan pie. What? Pecan pie. <laughs> Apple pie, a lot of pies, a lot of pies for uh, for the favorite Chocolate foods. Cream Chocolate cream pie, cream pudding. Corn, pudding. corn pudding. All right, oh, yeah. there you go. Turkey. Turkey. All right, that is a good a good yeah. gift. <laughs> Charlotte's mac and cheese. I love everybody. Did it, did it? Was anybody still hungry at the end of Thanksgiving? Oh yeah. You're still hungry? You sh- That's your problem. Yeah. So part of Thanksgiving is enjoying the feast and enjoying the goodness and taking a moment and look back. Uh, Our DNA group met last Sunday night, and uh, I was reminded, especially in places like Psalm 117, 118, uh, where it talks about giving thanks to the Lord. Um, It also says like for specific things, like for his mercy and his goodness to generation to generation and his everlasting love. And sometimes what can happen at Thanksgiving is we can just kind of go like, oh, we're thankful. And we're kind of thankful to nobody and for nothing or to everything and nothing, but specifically like give thanks to the Lord. We even started today by saying it's right to give God our thanks and praise. And throughout the Bible, there's a lot of specific things that God's people thank him for. And you know what else is really cool? In the Bible, and for all of history, God's people rehearse some of those things when times are good like when times are okay, so that when times are hard or rough, they can remember God's goodness. Because let's be honest, sometimes when times are hard or things aren't going the way you want to, sometimes it's hard in those moments to like, look back and be thankful or to see God doing good things. And so part of God's people throughout history has just been rehearsing God's goodness and sharing stories of how much he loves them, how much he blesses us, how much he cares for us. And so that's what we're going to do today. Uh, but we're going to do it in context of what we've been doing this entire fall. Uh, I'll ask grown-ups first. What have we been doing this fall? What's been our, our sole goal when we gather on Sundays as far as teaching goes? What have we been talking about? Be a good news Being a good news people. <laughs> Great. Good job. Um, yeah, and, and specifically, we've been talking about how Jesus encounters different people throughout his life, and each of those people has a different story. Each of those people has a different journey. Each of those people has a different need. And rather than just showing up and saying, hey, I'm here to save you from your sin, which he does do for the record, Jesus also meets different people in different ways and speaks really good news to their stories. Because sometimes when we hear the gospel or hear good news, we think, oh, that's just for something that happens after Jesus comes back or after I die or that kind of stuff. But Jesus is really good news for all of this life as well as the next life. And so here's all I want to do today before we kind of open it up and have you share some good news stories. Um uh, just kind of tie a few things together. Uh, the first is, is this. Uh, Paul, the apostle, writes to his friends in the city of Corinth. Uh, he said, I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word. And the word there is gospel. If you hold fast to the gospel that I preached to you. Okay, so let's do a little English lesson. Y'all ready to go back to school tomorrow? No, No, I don't think you are. We're going to do a little practice to get you ready for school. Um, Those of you who have done verb tenses is received past, present, or future. Uh, Past. Past, that's right. That's right. So Paul says you received this good news. And if you're here and you follow Jesus, there was a point when you didn't. And then you said, yes, my faith is in Jesus. For, for those of us who follow Jesus, that was a moment in our past, right? Now, some of us don't follow Jesus, and that's totally fine. There may be a moment in your future when you do. That'd be awesome. But you received something as a reminder that the gospel is a past, very real thing. Now, in which you stand. Now, is stand past, present, or future? Present. It's right now right? Stood would be past for the record. Will stand would be future. So, so the gospel is something we stand in. Like the faith that God gives us matters for our present. And this one's tricky. It said, uh, in which you are being saved. That's called a future perfect. We're not going to go into that. But it's looking towards something that's coming in the future, we're on a journey towards something. We're consistently moving toward being perfected. And so we say this a lot in our church, But but, but I just want to remind us of these things. that The gospel, the, the good news of Jesus, it is something that happened in the past. Jesus really lived. He really died. He really rose. But it's also something that impacts our future. This is what a lot, of, a lot of followers of Jesus talk about. Jesus died so that I can go to heaven one day. Jesus died so that I can be saved, right? So it's a past reality that greatly benefits my future, but it also, can we say it together? It also impacts every moment of my present life there you go and this is something we can forget sometimes it's almost like jesus and his good news lives up here we're like oh one day he'll come back or this kind of stuff but part of our church family core belief is that the gospel impacts things that go on in our culture and that jesus offers good news not just to people in the bible when they had different needs and they had different issues or sins, but but still today Jesus meets every need, and Jesus answered every que- answers every question, and Jesus offers us good news to our stories as well, not just the people that we see in the Bible. Does that make sense? And so that's one of the threads that I wanted to tie off this, this fall teaching series with. Here's the other. This is Paul again. He's writing to a friend in a different city now, the city of Colossae, and part of what he says is nothing. He's ask me. Uh, He says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Now, who might outsiders be? If he's talking to followers of Jesus, non-followers of Jesus, that's right. So walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Walk in wisdom toward people who don't follow Jesus. Make the best use of the time. Then he says, make your speech always be gracious and seasoned with salt. Do y'all have any salt this Thanksgiving? You know what salt does? makes things taste better. That's right. So let your speech be seasoned. Let let your words be tasteful, not to you, but toward the outsiders, those who don't follow Jesus, so that you may know how to answer each person. And this is an image that we talk about periodically, and I just want us to come back to it um, because those last couple words are really important as we think about both seeing Jesus as good news but also sharing him as good news. Um, If we only know church, that Jesus saves us from our sins, that's really good news. But for someone who doesn't believe in sin, for example, or someone who doesn't think that they need salvation or this kind of stuff, you know, folks like this, you're like, I kind of, I'm a decent enough person. I'm 51% good, so that'll probably work out. Like, that's, that's actually not really good news to them. It is, they just don't know it. And so the, the walking with wisdom, the letting your words be be seasoned toward them is a way that we're saying, how, how can we answer each person? How can that person's story, that person's need, your need, his need, her need, be impacted by Jesus? And so again, we talked about this before. There's, there's hundreds of ways that Jesus is really good news in different people's stories. And there's hundreds of ways that Jesus is the answer to different people's needs. And there's hundreds of ways uh, that Jesus meets people where they're at. And really, all we've been doing this fall is to see some of those. This is the image, again, if you've been here, we've talked about this before. It's just a really helpful image. Um, Whenever you see a diamond commercial, and there's lots of them now because, you know, holidays, uh, the diamond's always against a black background, and it's always doing what? It's always turning. Because when you see the different angles of light on the diamond, it looks sparklier, and shinier and shimmerier and it makes it look more and more and more and more beautiful. Now are there lots of diamonds or just one diamond? Sorry, I'm the, sorry, that was confusing. In the world there are lots of diamonds. Whenever you see one in a commercial or see one on the screen is there one diamond or lots of diamonds? There's one. But there's all sorts of different ways that that one diamond looks beautiful, right? In the same way, there's one gospel, there's one life and death and resurrection and reign of Jesus, but the way that it might sound like good news or the might, way that it might sound beautiful to us is a thousand different angles, a thousand different stories. This is, this is what we've seen throughout this fall, okay? So one of the angles, we'll start on the right, uh, on the right and work left because I went backwards, um, one of the angles that the gospel looked beautiful, sounded beautiful, and this was for Nathaniel, way back in John chapter 1. Nathanael was a seeker. He was seeking truth, but he was very skeptical of Jesus, and so Jesus met him and offered a better truth in his skepticism and seeking. And that's one way that Jesus sounded like really good news. And then we can go around. Jesus offered joy to the joyless and lonely. And Jesus became freedom. The, the good news of the gospel sounded like freedom to the religious and self-righteous. This is Nicodemus, whose entire life was based on following rules and following rules and following rules. And Jesus says, there's a way to be free from your rules. Your rules can't be good enough. Your rules can't save you. And the woman at the well was deeply dissatisfied. And Jesus said, I alone offer satisfaction. Does that make sense? He does offer forgiveness for the sinners and for the shamed, which is all of us. But also, Jesus offers hope to those who are grieving. He lets us grieve, and he calls us to grieve, but he says there's something beyond your grief, and you can not be as tired anymore. Jesus is an advocate, especially through the Spirit, for those who are helpless and Oppressed, he's rest for the witch, which <laughs> uh, he's rest for the rich and powerful. Those who feel like we have to control everything and hold everything together. Jesus says, if you put your trust in me, I am I, a better controller of it. and you can rest. You can lay down your attempts to control things. He's with us when we're hurting and lost. And he offers faith to the fake ones. And doubter, this, this is what we've seen. If you've been here throughout this fall. And some of these things, you might go, oh, that's nice. But I'm guessing for everyone, there's something that you're like, I need to hear that today. Or this is something similar to what sounded like really good news to me when the gospel first made sense. Is that fair? Again, Jesus is so many things to so many people. His good news is for eternity. And his good news is something that started in the past. But his good news offers you hope today. And so as we talk about seeing and speaking him as good news, some of this is just going, hey, am I paying enough attention to myself and going, what is my need today? What is my doubt? What is my question? What is my sin? What is my struggle? And, and how does Jesus meet me in that? And for my non-believing friend, neighbor, family member, what is their specific need? What is their question? What is their answer? And does Jesus offer good news to that? Not just he died for your sins so you can go to heaven one day, although not untrue, but someone who's just deeply sad, heaven one day might not sound like really good news. So does Jesus offer them anything? Again, this is John, but it's also true for today. So I've shared my story. For me, I resonate with the woman at the well. Uh, I was deeply dissatisfied and trying to find satisfaction in a lot of things. Um, in my mid-college years, and the fact that Jesus alone satisfies and offers satisfaction that never lets you down might not look the same as the things I was trying to find satisfaction in, but if all those things continue to let me down, then I needed a better place to, to be satisfied. And so for me, when I first believed that Jesus was truly good news, it was through that angle or that lens of satisfaction. But then recently, this is something I was even thinking about this week, um, Jesus promises to provide for every need that we have, right? God promises that through Jesus every need will be met. Um, Is that hard for anyone to believe sometimes? Just me? Okay, great. Uh, It was hard for me to believe sometimes. Um, And some of what we do here through the church and a lot of what we do in other ministry stuff is a support-raised role. And I was just reflecting and looking back. I was talking with my dad, actually, just about the amazing ways that God has provided as we've raised support. Um, like there's been, been nothing that has like made me like stay awake more at night and also like praise God more than, than support raising. Um, if you've never had that experience, it is like one of the most faith building things. When I was reminded this week, uh, as I was talking to my dad, there was someone who said like, "Hey, we." We, we have the ability to pay about 60% for this training that you're doing. And part of our organization is to say like, hey, we want, we want kind of a pay-what-you-can policy. We want to serve folks who can't afford training. And the person felt really ashamed. Like, I can't, I can't afford the whole thing. We're like, no, 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 we, we really have this policy so that we trust the Lord to provide. And so he's like, I think I can do about 60%. And about three hours later, we got a call from a, a different church, different organization. Said, hey, we know, we ha- we know that you have this pay-what-you-can policy. Our church has actually been blessed this year. We think we can pay about 140% of what you're offering. So we'd love to do that in case it would bless somebody. And it's like, man, the way that God shows up and provides it is astounding uh, and is amazing. And so the, the needy or the unable, again, those might be a little bit loose terms for the story, but it's true that God provides when we can't provide for ourselves. If we're really honest, God provides for everything we have, even if we think Kroger does, or a, a company's paycheck or whatever, or that kind of stuff. That makes sense? So again, I share those to kind of just say that the goodness of God, the, the good news of Jesus didn't stop in the Gospels. It's still true today. So here's my question for you, and this is what we're going to do just for the rest of our time. What is your good news story? What's a way that Jesus first sounded like good news to you? What's a way that that he's recently sounded like good news to you? Or what's a way that you've even gotten to share him or speak him as good news? So this is a risk. We prayed into the day hoping that someone would have a story. If not, we'll just have a real short gathering and take communion and leave. But what are some ways that Jesus has been good news to you kids or adults? Uh, Welcome to share. I would just ask that you would say it very loudly if you do. This is this is a different day. This is your first time with us. This is not what we do every day. Every Sunday. Um, but it's it's days like today and, and thank you each for sharing what you shared. they different stories. Um, but it's hearing these and just taking a, a moment and again like by hearing other people are also invited to like, oh I, what am I thinking about this? What's even if I'm not gonna say it out loud, like what am I how am I interacting with this? Um, but it's pausing and taking moments like this that, that makes this stuff that we talk about here and in DNAs and on your own and in your households. It's, it's pausing and going, okay, there's this Bible theology part of my life and then there's the normal, regular, everyday part of my life. And so often those two things can feel disconnected. But you've just heard six, eight stories of like, no, no, they're, they're intrinsically intertwined and there's no possible way for, faith, theology, Bible, to live over here, and regular life to live over here. Um, but, it, but it kind of takes some intentionality to remember that they're, that they're one and the same and not two completely separate things. There's a theme in each one of these stories of I couldn't do something, but, but God showed up. I couldn't convince Curtis, so I committed it to the Lord in prayer. I couldn't conjure up faith. I believed, but it wasn't, I wasn't receiving it. I couldn't turn on the light switch. Kind of Like in all of these stories, there's that, that theme of God doing what we can. And, and again, like that's what makes this really good. news. And this is like 10, 10 just glimpses in one gospel for the most part. Uh, we could do this all day, every day, and not run out of angles of the diamond and not run out of ways that, that Jesus is, is good news. Um, to us, and then through us to to others, right? So thank you. Can we give a hand for those who just there? And I just want to wrap us up by by doing a couple quick things. In James, so this is the book of James, the brother of Jesus uh, says, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. That's what we've been saying. Like we, we can't conjure things up. Like if we are able to believe some of this, it's because God gave us. Peace in the midst of this, and trust in the midst of this, and this kind of stuff. It's from God. Every perfect gift is from God, coming down from the Father of light, and there's no variation or shadow or change. Of God's will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, which again, word means gospel. He brought us forth by the gospel of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. And, and I just want to go back to where we started. This is way back in like September. We started this whole conversation in the book of John. Uh, where Jesus is with his followers, and he says these words, Father, he's praying to God the Father, as you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. But I consecrate myself, or I sacrifice myself, or I make myself nothing so that they may be sanctified in truth. So Jesus was Um, sent, and through us, Jesus continues to send his message into the world. But it's not through our power, it's it's Jesus' death, his consecration, his sacrifice for us, that, that gives us the power to, to share, to believe first that good news and then to share it with others. But it's just, I don't know, I'm a huge nerd. Like it doesn't start with Jesus. Like this goes all the way back to Genesis 1 where God's plan has always been for his people to be that good news people uh, from Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it or, or, or to cultivate it. The word literally is cultivate it, to cause it to, to thrive. And again, what is it that empowers us? It's God giving his literal words. He blessed them. He's proclaiming this blessing over them. It's a foreshadowing of the good news of the gospel that's coming. And that first fruits imagery, this, the be fruitful, multiply. There's, there's a physical, literal sense to that. They're going to fill the earth. But it's through his people that God fills the earth with his image. It's through his people that God fills the earth with truth to those who need it and faith to those who need it and joy to those who need it and and on and on and on and on and on like this is this has been God's plan since day one um even before the fall that God's people would be the primary means by which his image would go forward and his good news would go forward but it's not us we don't get to conjure it up it's from God the other part of that is remembering that it is from God. Every perfect good gift comes from the Father above. So I would love for just to open it up in prayer. Uh, Whether somebody said something or whether you want to pray something, like let's, we started by saying it is right and good to bring our thanks and praise. And so let's just take a few minutes and pray. And Matt's going to come up and start playing a little bit, and then we'll take communion and give and sing. But let's, let's praise God and thank God um, for His goodness.